0: welcome to the way we see it podcast
1: where we talk about politics social justice and culture i'm tati and i'm mariana
0: and we are your host of this podcast welcome back everybody to episode 27 week 7 it's kind of crazy now that it's been seven weeks honestly
1: yeah, seven weeks since we started seven season season, two. it's going by really fast, and this is our second episode that we're dropping in the same week.
0: Yeah, and then not to mention, me and Adi are also pre-recording our episodes for the next three weeks Um, next week, so that's pretty hectic. We're definitely not doing it in one night because we do our late night episode recordings like right now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty hectic too but can't wait for you guys to hear those um we have a free talk episode coming we have a part 2 to this episode coming and one other one um that i'm going to leave as a little surprise for now um but thank you guys for coming back to listen to episode 27 um let us know how you guys feel about having two episodes in one week if it was overwhelming or not um i know a lot of people are definitely feeling our weed episodes
1: um yes they they was like oh I see you guys talking about weed and stuff like you're definitely for the cannabis and shit yeah someone
0: someone had told me they were like um it would have been super funny if you guys were talking about all this information about marijuana and like smoking it in the video I was just like yeah that would be funny but that's the point it would be funny (laughs) because we wouldn't (laughs) but um thank you for coming back to listen anyways um if you don't already check out our socials um on our instagram and twitter at the way we see it you can also check out check out our website the link is in our social bios um where you can read our blogs that we put every week our current events that we also have on our instagram um our resources citations and etc and we also now have our youtube channel if you guys do not know Um, That's where we're now uploading our episodes for our SoundCloud listeners, um, because we decided to just get rid of SoundCloud and just move to YouTube completely. So you can find our video and audio versions of each episode there, also at The Way We See It. And um, to everybody else that listens on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review, a rating, a rating. Um, this just helps us to grow our podcast and hear feedback from you guys, especially if you're not contacting us through the website or in our DMs. And yeah, and if you guys also have any ideas for a possible future topics, me and Adia occasionally post on our Instagram stories um, topics that people may want us uh, want us to discuss. But in case um, you don't see us doing that anytime soon, you can always DM us on our personal or
1: our podcast social page yes and now we're gonna get into the, in today's topic um being that is march we wanted to dedicate an episode and we're going to de- dedicate a part two of women's history month so i'm gonna ask tati um <laughs> why <laughs> what's so funny <laughs> I'm just
0: laughing because i'm not the type that for this part of the document that writes like why want to discuss it and i just look at it and i just see that i wrote it all caps like i must have really been feeling it when i started to talk
1: you were you were very passionate when you wrote your notes yes, so yeah tati why why did you want to discuss or why so, do you think what, women's history month is important
0: so i want to discuss this because i love women i love everything about us because we are so powerful <laughs> That's literally what I said in the notes, guys, in all caps. Um, But all seriousness, no, yeah, I love us. Um, I love everything about women. I love just like everything that we can do. And it's just, um, it just frustrates me so much sometimes to see women belittle themselves and think that they can't do certain things like no it's now 2021 21st century you could do anything you put your mind to like yeah we are still fighting for our rights and other things no matter what it is like cuz believe it or not there's a lot of things that women are still fighting for today um but even though we have those issues on the side you can still put any put your mind to anything that you want to do so um yeah I just feel like it's definitely an important thing to discuss especially to help create awareness on those issues that a lot of people like um undermine and may not think of often like because I know for one something a lot of people may not even like think of that much is like pink tax like um taxing um women's um how would you call it napkins. yeah those kinds of things um and- pads, tampons those things too yeah. So it's things like that. But what about you, Adi?
1: Yeah, I think Women's History Month is, like, important to acknowledge, to um, honor, like, all the achievements and that women have accomplished in the past and are continuing to do. And also, women. like, um, being aware of the wish- issues that women still are still facing and what the rights there were still fighting for like women like we're powerful beings we we can give birth and i think you know the fact that we can give birth now, i understand that every woman wants, yeah. wants children but that for to me that alone like um that's like a beautiful thing just to carry a human for like nine months and then push them out <laughs> i think that's a that's a a beautiful thing and and yeah like you know celebrate you every single day, you know, we know there's a month to dedicate for women, but celebrate yourself every single day. We're like we're strong, we're powerful. And like Tati said, like besides the the gender role expectations that like, we are feel pressured by society and you not feeling like you're feel heard in your job or your school because of your gender, like you can still fight, still continue still. Um, being a voice for yourself and for other women as well and yeah so shout out to all all my women including transgender women you guys are in this conversation as well
0: period um and I also added that in one of our side notes like talking about um how people even self-identify um because sometimes people are women but don't identify as women so they um um he she her um those kind of pronouns is it called yeah Yeah. Yeah, the pronouns um look at me trying to be an English teacher and I don't even know my English (laughs) but nicely said Adi like Adi went into a little bit more depth than me but that was nicely said so what is Women's History Month um every March since 1988 um is annual Women's History Month, which acknowledges all the women in history that contributed to women's rights and have helped women to get to where we are now. Within the month of March, we celebrate International Women's Day every March um, on the 8th, I believe. And we even made a post on it to celebrate that day um saying to you know say you love your parents thank you to the people in history that fought to get us to where we are now and that are still fighting um even now in our government politics whatever however they can um to continue to fight for those rights so adding on to what I just said, Women's History Month originated in 1981 when Congress passed public law, which allowed permission and requested the US president to proclaim the week beginning March seventh, 1982 as Women's History Week. Then in 1987, Congress passed public law, um, which dedicated the month of March, so the entire month in general, um, of 1987 so it was only that select year that march to be as women's history month but then later on um, between 1988 to 1994 congress passed again additional resolutions requesting authorizing the president to dedicate the month of march every year as Women's history month and obviously that was approved because here we are
1: <laughs> yeah here we are talking about it so what originally led to women making their mark in history The women's rights movement began decades before the Civil War, which was between 1861 till 1865. During the 1820s and 30s, most states in the US had extended the franchise to all white men, regardless of how much money or property they had. In response, many reform groups developed religious movement and anti-slavery organizations. And in many of these organizations, women played a, a critical role and being part of those um, organizations then in 1848 a group of activist women and some men shout out to them <laughs> and shout out to the men to, uh, today that continue to support women yes and sir. Some met, met up in seneca falls new york to discuss the problem of women's rights this is known as the seneca falls convention which which was led by elizabeth Cady Stanton and luceretta mott and everyone who attended the the convention agreed that American women were autonomous, aka independent, individuals who deserve their own political identities.
0: But yeah, period. So what Ariana said, we are independent. And, you know, I'm definitely going to get into that for the next um, part two episode that we have coming up because that also goes into the misconceptions people have about feminists and feminism because um that's just something else in its own too but so going on to the next part of this topic um we have the civil rights so Adi if you want to continue that part
1: yeah so after the civil War ended the 14th and 15th amendment of the U.S. constitution um brought up many questions about suffrage and leadership so Just a reminder, the 14th Amendment, which was ratified in 1868, um, granted citizenship to all persons born or naturalized in the United States, including former enslaved individuals, and guaranteed all citizens equal protections of the laws. And the 15th Amendment, ratified in 1870, guaranteed the right to vote um, could not be denied based on race, color, or previous condition of servitude, The purpose of this amendment was to grant um, African-American men the right to vote, and women activists used um, specifically the 15th Amendment to push lawmakers um, for change for, for it to be ratified.
0: Yeah, and continuing after this, after almost a century of protests, the 19th Amendment was ratified on August 18th, 1920. Um, In fact, activists first introduced Congress to ratify the amendment back in 1878, meaning it took 42 years to have the House and Congress grant women the right to vote. And Adi wrote in the notes, 42 years, OMG! (laughs) Because no, literally... It took so long because it was so much of an issue for women to even be allowed to vote. But here's the thing. So I'm about to get into it. So basically, the 19th Amendment states that the right of citizens of the United States um, to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. So in other words, like we said, the given right that allowed women at the time to vote, but also now we see it as um, it is a malhounder matter how you self identify um, anybody is allowed to vote, but, however, um, this was still an issue because at the time black women were still unable to vote along with other female minorities, such as Asian Americans, Native Americans, Indian Americans and Hispanic Americans and whoever else we may have missed out, Um, believe it or not. Um, But Blacks and other minorities that weren't white weren't allowed to vote until as late as 1965 when the amendment was modified and when the Voting Rights Act was created. Because even going back before I mentioned the next thing, um, from what I was reading on all the research documents, was that obviously all men had the right to vote. Before women. So, white men obviously first. Um, even at that time, they had to modify it a bit because they weren't even including a lower class white men to vote. And then later on, they allowed um, black people to vote, but then also it goes into the brown paper bag thing. It only depends if you're half white, half black, then you're allowed to vote. Um, as but long Jim as. Crow laws. Yeah, the Jim Crow laws also played a role in that. And Um, I'm going to mention this in the next episode for the part two, but there was one woman specifically, um, she was Asian American, and she discussed how um, once white women were um, allowed to vote her mother or her grandmother had told her that they had said to one of the women, like, okay, now that you're allowed to vote, please help me to get my people to be able to vote. And um, she was one of the few women that fought very hard to allow other minorities and black women to be able to vote. And obviously once um, it was 1965, which wasn't even a hundred years ago, allowed them to vote. So that's so crazy to me too, because at that time, my grandma's alive so she was not even able to vote um my mom was only born a few years after 1965 you know my aunts were already born at that time um like it's just crazy to me to even know that like Mm -hmm. something I see my grandma do every four years which is go vote she wasn't able to do back then when she was obviously of legal age so that's pretty crazy and then yeah. later on, on August 6, 1965, the Voting Rights Act was signed into law, which prohibited racial discrimination in voting, which finally allowed all um, races, and doesn't matter your color, to vote. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate all the women and, and men or anybody who, that um, fought to, for the for women, the right to vote, and fought for, for Black and Um, other um, people of color the right to vote but you know we spoke about this in a previous podcast but even though like anybody that's a citizen um, has the right to vote in America there's still ways that America tries to find to um, not have certain people the right to vote like for example if you have a felony you don't have the right to vote it depends on the state but it can be difficult yeah, there's uh, a
0: lot of voter suppression yeah. um, still going on. And that's something else I read in that same document where the Asian-American uh, woman was talking about like what her grandmother or her mother had said to the white woman when they were allowed to vote. But it was like um, America, their voting system was built on suppression. And believe it or not, in 2020, we still see that. Even back, all the way back into the summertime when freaking um the... Pre- preliminaries is that what it was called primaries primaries yes <laughs> um when that was going on in Kentucky remember they had the entire voter suppression only closed only had one place open and people were waiting hours to just cast in their vote and that's something as simple as the primaries and even that was an issue and obviously later on going to finally election day they even had to count the votes twice because um voter suppression such a thing they didn't want to believe that biden was actually elected president so um, we see that in so many ways from people being felons not allowed to vote even people that are immigrants and have a green card in america um that have lived here for years have been here all their lives even since they were maybe 15 maybe younger they're still not considered americans um and they're not even allowed to cast a vote so that's sad
1: that's why it's important like to read like the constitution carefully like read it and then question yeah. is this actually like um for all people
0: literally <laughs> and now literally guys last night um I'm gonna get off topic because we have time um but last night for my history class I had to write a paper I had two different prompts. not going to discuss the other one because I don't even remember it. But the prompt that I chose to write about was about the Constitution. And there was three parts to it. It was OD, unnecessary, I tell you. I wish I could just write straight about my opinion instead of having that small little paragraph. But anyways, so it was basically saying, oh, what is – how is the Constitution politically, socially, and economically conservative, meaning for old traditions, like – white men only um they're superior in every way protect their properties protect their money forget the lower class forget um minorities blacks everybody like all that stuff um or how was the constitution um politically economically and socially revolutionary to like help create change and I was like no I was like that the constitution is definitely conservative in every possible way because let's not forget who these freaking founding fathers are honestly i could tell you everything literally first of all they're rapists racists and one of them even had a sex cult like like believe it or not it's true yeah and um, that's why I've been meaning to watch freaking um, Hamilton on Disney Plus, too, because he's someone I honestly don't know that much information on. But I do know the most part that these founding fathers were all racist and, you know, only had um, in mind the, the benefits of only white people. So as of twenty 2020- twenty. 2021, I could definitely see how the Constitution is being used to be revolutionary and creating some changes, but we also have the people in power, um, which the founding fathers made sure that Congress will always, no matter what they have with checks and balances, if you guys don't know what that is, search it up, um, basically to limit every branch of the government power but yet, yeah, Congress has the most power because you can fight for something for years. And once it reaches Congress, they can literally just throw that to the side and be like, no, before that even reaches the president. Congress is always going to have the most, more power than the president. They can even do, um, like, even declare a war without the president's approval. So it's pretty crazy. The only time the president could ever have more control o- over a Congress, guys, and this is in the Constitution. And like, The first two articles, if you need to go and read it. But um, Congress, the only time the president can ever have total control of the government and everything within the United States is in a state of emergency. So, for example, that could possibly be COVID when the pandemic first started. That's when um, we basically saw a lot of division between the the government because we had um, professionals saying, don't go outside. We shouldn't have been doing this before. But then our president was doing this and that, um, limiting um, supplies to certain people and et cetera, et cetera. So that's an example of that. But that document is definitely conservative and, um, that's why I definitely didn't like also when that um, Amy girl, whatever her last yeah. name is, got signed into the Supreme Court because she's all for how the Constitution was originally written.
1: Yeah, make she's it make a, sense. She's an originalist. which yeah. means She interprets the Constitution how it was interpreted the year it was. Um, By
0: developed. the Founding Fathers. She interprets it the same way the Founding Fathers had originally written it. So I was just like, how are you a woman and don't even support women's rights? Like, I don't get it. Like, because at that time when the founding fathers even wrote that document, women couldn't even vote. Like, I really don't understand that concept and like how people even today. Oh, my goodness. That's why I always like, even though, yeah, um, Trump um Trump's um administration his years as president even though that was more of a time for me when I finally started paying attention to politics but that's why I'm I'm always going to pay attention more to his presidency than anybody else's because the way I really saw women like like really coming out of pocket like talking about like oh yeah he would never do this yeah men don't even do this like literally like belittling other women like literally mm-hmm. like just doing that saying that a woman is a liar a woman belongs in the kitchen I'm like how could you think like that like yeah I understand there are women which I totally respect that would that love their family so much and would love to just be there with them all the time and just help them raise them and just to be an I opener for them, you know, to make sure they're being raised correctly, that I totally respect. But then women completely saying like, no, you have to stay home. And you have to raise your kids like no, you don't, you could totally raise your your kid, have a perfect healthy relationship with them, raise them into an incredible human being, and just teach them so many more teach them, I would say equally the same amount of things that a woman that stays at home to raise her child, um, truthfully, if that's even a word, um, by choice, um, because, like, even when you're going out there every day to work, you're showing your child, like, what it means to be independent, to work for what you want, and to, like, what you need to do for your future, like, how things aren't easy, like, especially for even single women parents out there, single fathers, and it's just, like, one of those things, and I actually get into that a little bit, um, in the next subtopic for this topic, because, like, um, I talk about also how sometimes even fathers um, are better caregivers of their child than mothers when after mothers give birth and it's just a whole other thing um, because I even learned that in child psychology too
1: yo that's mad interesting I cannot wait
0: yeah (laughs) I'm gonna get into that too a little bit more in the the next part too because that's pretty interesting
1: I can't wait myself
0: (laughs) but you want to start the next one
1: Yes, um, but yeah, Tati, you brought up some great points um, about the constitution and um, all that. But how to be aware of issues um, that women still face today. So although many women's rights have progressed since everything um, that we have discussed so far, there's still a long, long way to go. So, um, Some of the many challenges women still face is fighting for equal pay, um women still earn less than um on average than men also fighting their roles in the house care and responsibilities um women not allowing to take more than a month off for after childbirth, which that that is a whole different that could be a whole different topic bro no
0: literally we could i wish the month of march was so much longer and not because it's my birthday month but because there's just so many things to discuss
1: yeah Yeah, um Yeah pink taxes so like um, pink taxes we discussed this on an episode before Um, and I believe it was Como that passed the bill against this it's just basically like um, women like or feminine products are placed more taxed on compared to like masculine products like sanitary napkins or like tampons that like women use and stuff. Yeah that we need um there's not that many women in the STEM field politics and not to mention the dangers with women like more women are more likely to experience assault harassment be victims of sex trafficking and et cetera. Et cetera. we're not saying that men um, don't experience like you know harassment or assault but women are more likely to
0: and we definitely got that into that also when we were discussing things with our sexual harassment and assault episodes like the differences between them um we never we're not trying to say this to our guy listeners that you know you guys could never possibly experience harassment and assault um that way that women do because sometimes guys get a little bit more and that definitely affects their their mindset especially if they have that toxic masculinity mindset you know um so I know a lot of guys that's that's a huge problem and I could just imagine it as equally as I think about it for women but it's actually a fact that women are more likely to be a victim of these situations and um yeah so back to what Adi was saying like yeah we see these um these few examples like and there's more than this guys, um, that clearly still needs to be worked on. And, um, going back into what I was saying prior, um, about staying at home. Um, I don't want to go back to the pink taxes. Cause I feel like we discussed that, um, enough a little bit this episode. I'm, I'm still getting, I'm going to break it down guys in the part two of this episode next time. Um, when we do this in like two more weeks, I think, um, but yeah, like, women having to stay home with their kids, like, those are just things that I hate hearing, like, as a woman, because, um, definitely even when I was learning my child's psychology, and, um, the things that really affect the child's mindset from when they're in the womb to even as young as 10 years old, and that's why I also, like, even discussing this brief little thing right here that I'm about to say um affects me a lot when it comes to our current events because our current events like really made me like want to cry it was Mm -hmm. just like so freaking sad and Adi and me were talking about it it's just so so freaking sad but sometimes um a dad will be more capable of um showing a child more emotions and how to handle certain emotions than a, than a woman, because let's not forget, um, you know, sometimes there are women that are just strictly like, they don't know how to communicate properly, which, you know, there's, there's a pro and a con to it, but in terms of raising your kids, like maybe not having that much patience, um, getting too easily overwhelmed and, um, what's it called sometimes, um, the father figure it's been seen in studies um will have that patience and will have that tolerance to be able to go through those those months those years and raising their child um, in the same ways it would be if a mom was at home with their kid and then waiting for their dad to come home from work um and you know sometimes a lot of parents um find the balance between that sometimes a mom will work some days sometimes the dad will work some days you know like there's been multiple studies on this guys and that's why i say like um like the thing about the women not being able to um freaking take off more than a month after childbirth um because like you know sometimes yeah back to what i was saying sorry adi but um like sometimes women that do want to, are ready to take care of the child? First of all, it takes more than a month to heal from childbirth. I saw that firsthand from my cousin giving birth. And that first month is hell because you are adjusting and your child needs you there the most to know who is their security. And you learned, I learned this in freaking child psychology. You learn this in any kind of psychology yeah. in general, because believe it or not, the things that happen to you when you're as young as your first year of life will affect you later on. So... Yeah.
1: yeah i was gonna say that my mom when um she had me and my brother like she was a, already a teacher
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um she came back to work after a month yeah you know like I don't, I, I don't know i don't know like the policy what it is for teachers that work in the new york city about taking um time off for I, I think it's three months
0: off. sometimes
1: yeah but i know for a fact my mom didn't take three months So I don't know if also because my mom had me like during her first year of teaching. So literally, like she found out that she was pregnant, like the second day of school.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not even. No, that's not funny. (laughs) But wait, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I vividly remember in elementary school. Having teachers that are, it's literally their first year or their second year. And it's like the prime time for teachers to get pregnant, I guess, because I've never seen a teacher who's been teaching for 10 years and hasn't had a child within those 10 years. Um, But basically, like, um, they'd be pregnant and they'd they'd be gone. I have a substitute every day. I'm like, yo, where's Mrs. S? Yo, like, bring her back. And we'd be so troublesome. Our teacher would be mailing us still um giving us videos and little do I know Shadi is pregnant and needs to take some days off because of pregnancy or the doctor says you can't be going to work anymore and being so active um and then when they do have the baby I've had a teacher before that was gone for three months I had a substitute teacher for three months
1: yeah that happened to me one time yeah and And I was also wanted to say that um speaking about issues um that women still face today, like, it's important to know that, you know, Black women, Asian women, Indian women, um, Native American women, mm-hmm. Latinx women, they experience, like, a different struggle than, than white women, mm-hmm. um, so, like, we said about the equal pay, like, Black women get paid less um, on average compared to their white, um, compared to, like, white women, yeah and it goes on to like every like every like category. so that shows how gender and like race interact,
0: yeah, especially because there's just so much discrimination. and not to mention, um I also wanted to point out that all women are gonna have similar ch- challenges because yes we are women but at the same time and I said this in a previous episode back in season one I believe that even though yes we all are women we all come from different backgrounds and races and culture and because of that culture that's why we all have a different experience in being a black woman a Hispanic woman an Asian woman or an Indian woman and um because like definitely I remember I was watching this reality TV show with, um, my cousin called Blink Empire, and it's basically about, like, (laughs) the richest Asians in Hollywood right now, and, but, like, one of them, you really see how, um, Asian culture really affects her life as, um, being a mother, and how, like, you can bring dishonor to just your spouse's family by just doing something wrong and not abiding by that family's culture and their beliefs and it's just something completely different than a hispanic thing in a way um because even us especially if you're a religious hispanic oh my goodness freaking you'll never hear the end of um um, marriage before obviously intimacy and then having kids and how you and your family will be cursed if you don't do these things um, after marriage and it's just a whole thing so like take those two things and then think about how other women experience their struggles with their culture
1: yeah I can relate with the, um, the Latinx culture my, my mom asks me when I'm gonna get grandkids girl you see a ring on my finger (laughs) you're gonna wait a long time for that that's not in my head anytime soon Mm -mm. talking about grandkids
0: yeah literally i finish school first yeah i had a family friend say to me oh so when am i gonna have grandkids i was just like i'm not even 20 yet (laughs) i highly doubt i'm even gonna have kids until i'm 26 27 believe it or not Mm -hmm. i definitely do not see myself having kids anytime (laughs) um and i definitely do want to ring on my finger and married if i do have kids but i also wanted to say um another thing i hate um when it comes to like things like this with women's history month is the debates with um birth control and all those things because um
1: oof. that's that's oof.
0: that I definitely feel like we do need to have an episode on this because like it's an ongoing issue that I have not personally experienced but I have so many people around me that have experienced this and it frustrates me to the core because like it's just so annoying because like Yes, in some ways you are putting yourself in that position Um, when it comes to intimacy, guys, like obviously like not wearing a condom, not doing whatever. But sometimes there are really men out there that would be like, why don't you have a condom? Why aren't you on birth control? Why don't you have um, an IUD, like which is basically a self implanted thing by doctors that stops you from. Um, which is basically a birth control that you don't have to take every day and you just have to change Mm -hmm. every few or so months and but those things like they don't understand like things like birth control and those things um, even like freaking a woman's condom that they have to put inside your vagina um, like these things affect our bodies negatively and sometimes it can cause death believe it or not. And it can affect us in our menstrual cycles. If we do want kids in the future, it could stop you from yeah. having kids in the future too. But I definitely think the mascul- the toxic masculinity needs to stop at a certain point. Um, and men need to start taking accountability for their actions because there should be no reason why a man knows that their sperm is so long lasting and would always put themselves in themselves in the predicament even old men old men will put themselves in the predicament to have a child knowing that they're not going to be living for another 20 years like because they yeah. could be 60 80 and still popping out kids like why because women obviously we stop having kids at a certain age but men just men don't stop
1: yeah it's, so, um,
0: that's what i'm saying so but i know um Family friends that are obviously older, but when they found their spouse and everything, they were like, okay. Um, The wife was like, I'm done. And they were like, okay, I'll get a vasectomy. And I think that is just so romantic. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if you agree, Adi, but like mm-hmm. that's just so romantic to the point where you're like, okay, like I know we're at an old age. I don't want to put your body at risk, make you do any of these things anymore to your body. Um, but like I'll have a vasectomy. So basically what that is, guys, for those of you who don't know, which is like basically um, it helps you, it helps a guy to not produce any more kids basically.
1: Yeah, I feel you that like on... Um, um... A guy getting that as romantic because w- for women that find it important um the to like bear children, you know, like there's there's I understand there's women that they're not that that can't get pregnant because of mm-hmm. um medical conditions or not interested in like so bearing bearing kids, but like for women that, that means a lot to them and that plays a big role of them like identifying like as a woman, like being a woman, like that does something to like your like mental like getting that surgery that surgery like procedure done and um you can't have kids like that does something yeah like, it is, it's like
0: a guy like, saying like I will stop like you know stop my ability to have a child so we can still obviously be intimate and not have any health risks in the process mm-hmm. because not to mention also like if you do have unprotected sex or sometimes even protected sex which is like 1% out of the time this happens, and you get pregnant, and you and your partner aren't ready, then what's next if you guys both know that you're not ready to have a child, an abortion, which is mentally, emotionally, and physically draining for a woman. And oftentimes this is just scars them. And I know so many people my age, younger, older, that have done this, and it's just like it's just so sad and um definitely to see um something like a vasectomy or something similar to even maybe a birth control for guys i guess um to happen would be amazing because it holds finally the guy's side accountable for their actions too and limits them also in a way so yeah that'd be nice yeah but yeah guys that basically concludes our topic for this week um hope you guys enjoyed it and now we're going to get into our current events which are even more depressing
1: (laughs) yeah the current events this week they're pretty intense so
0: yeah if you want to take a
1: break (laughs) take a break put the thing on video or episode (laughs) on pause real quick do what you guys do and come back it's yeah. all good we still gonna be here
0: yeah say woosa uh, take a little quick breather we'll still be here because these current events they're pretty quick but they're pretty sad besides the last one the last one's a little a little whoop whoop but that's it <laughs> my cousin's here watching us and she's just laughing and like batting her head and like pumping up her fist she's like yes and then that's it <laughs> but okay ready you want me to say the first one or you want to say the first one?
1: Oh, i can say it okay um So our first current event is a 10-year-old boy was found beaten to death in Harlem. On Saturday, March 6th, a 10-year-old boy named Aiden Wolf was found beaten to death in his apartment in in Harlem. The night before, so which was on Friday, March 5th, uh, the police received a call from an anonymous caller about hearing banging and screaming on the fourth floor of the apartment complex. And this is according to the New York Times. When officers arrived at the scene and investigated the hallway, they heard no, no- noises and even called the number that they, um, called them uh, through the 911, but there was no answer. After 12 minutes, they left the scene. The next day, Aiden's body was found naked in the apartment, beaten with bruises and cuts all over his body. According to the New York Times, his ribs were broken. I, I'm having a tough time reading this because I'm just, like, visualizing what I'm reading. His ribs were broken, and that's what the parsketius said, and his, um, his spleen, liver, and ki- kidney were lacerated. lacerated. When medics arrived at the scene, they tried to um, revive him, but he didn't succeed. However, police arrested and charged Ryan Caddo, who who was the boy's mother's boyfriend with um, a murder. Turns out that he had already been arrested twice last year. And those those two cases um, didn't work in his favor to get away with this case. He's currently in jail without bail and he's facing a charge of second degree murder and he will be going to court on Monday. Um, The police commissioner um d- of the nypd Dermot she stated that despite ryan cato being arrested he's also directing the chief of department to review the police response on friday to determine if the officers actions were consistent with all the department procedures and whether our current procedures need to be revised i had a tough time reading that so As you can sad. Ask, like i'm just here like may um May Aiden Wolf, um, may he rest in peace.
0: Yeah, for real. A 10-year-old boy. Like, I literally just imagine a little black boy, naked as they had said. Obviously not in an appropriate way, guys, but, like, just beaten up and everything. And to get into more depth about it, he has not gone back to school since before the pandemic started, which was a whole year ago. So imagine, like, He's been doing online this entire time, so he's being abused at home and everything all this time, which makes it harder for teachers to point out what's actually going on because it's so much easier to hide bruises and cuts through a camera especially if you're not showing your face on your camera and that's just so freaking sad and I don't know like I think about my brother or like whatever because you know my parents aren't together but my mom my mom knows better my mom knows better but um like to be put in that situation where like not even your parent is able to stand in for you and um protect you in an instance like that like I if that was me i would throw myself in front of my kid and take whatever beatings i possibly could to protect them from getting hit like that because once the police did find his body they um were talking to people within the floor that did hear it um that i don't know if they know the specific person on that floor that heard the beatings that had originally called 911 but um they basically had said that they had heard the guy, the boyfriend saying, like, oh, do you, um, like, you really want to get beat today, right? Was yesterday not enough for you? Um, Like, saying some other things, basically how he was basically going to kill him and make him just, like, it's just, like, so sad. Like, he didn't even get to experience life or anything. And it's just, like unreal and it just makes me think like really like what is our world coming to that freaking 10-year-olds are freaking dying at the hands of grown men men women like police officers like you know the fact that even nine-year-olds are getting arrested too like it's just like what the heck is going on like but may he rest in peace and uh let's just have a little moment of silence for him i want to cry all right, thank you. And uh, that was really hard to like not cry on that one because I was literally like, I just remembered doing my homework. Um, the other day when I was pulling one of my all-nighters and it was like three o'clock in the morning and I just got that notification on my phone. I was like, what the heck? And at first I thought maybe it was a police incident. So that's why I was like, what the heck? Police beating up a 10 year old kid? Nah. But then I read it and I was like, okay. But then I ran into more depth about it today. So like the boyfriend's arrested and, um, but it's also frustrating to see that the police didn't even do um, more when it came to investigating originally.
1: I I, know I'm not studying to be a police officer, but I feel like there was a a way that the police could have like track the address of the the phone call.
0: No, 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 no. yeah, agreed. And they had mentioned that that one of the staff in the department um, had said something along the lines of before accusing and investigating the police, um, these officers, why don't we see if they took these procedures because they could have done they could have investigated who was the caller find out who it was they could have went knocking on doors instead of just listening um on the door see, see whatever and um before they decided to do the investigation they went back to the report that the officers did and they mentioned no statements of doing that so that didn't that one officer I give them props for trying to help them out but instead it just backfired because you're like okay thanks for giving these examples of what they should have did and what they didn't do so that just goes into doing the investigation a little bit more but yeah so then the next kind of event which is also very sad and upsetting which is um, basically the new coverage on a young black boy in Texas. So on March 10th, all this was um, reported on the 6th, came to light about a 13-year-old black boy. Um, his name is C. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name right. Some C- 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 Marion um, Humphrey. Um, he was seen in a video being forced to drink his white classmate's urine, and so basically the story behind this is that he was invited by a few of his classmates his white classmates um for a sleepover and um he had just became friends with these classmates supposedly and that same week they invited him over for a sleepover and he also didn't know that people that have bullied him in the past his harassers um were also going to be invited to that sleepover and i'm about to get into it but like these um bullies are also like a reason why he even quit the football team like last year and it's just a whole big thing so I'm just going to quickly um quote the article a little bit because it gives some brief detail about it so um just going there real quick So, um, yeah, like I said, he was invited to the sleepover. By the way, I am um, quoting this from CNN. They had posted this article um, yesterday. But yeah, so a fellow student befriended Sumerian um, and invited him to a sleepover that took place the weekend of February 12th. So, this was basically already a whole month ago um Cole and Smith told CNN um Smith says Samarian um didn't know beforehand that some of the boys who had harassed him at school would be at the sleepover Samarian was called slurs made to drink what appeared to be urine in a shot uh, and was shot with bb guns at the sleepover that was precalculated and racially motivated um and what's it called? Samarian had been harassed while he was on the football team by the same people, and he actually quit the team during the 2019-2020 to 2020 season. According to Smith, um, Samarian reported the alleged harassment to the coach and the school counselor, but she said she felt school officials brushed it off as a boys will be boys. Um, Samarian is still classmates with the members of the football team who harassed him, even though he's not on the team anymore, both Smith and Cold said. And then there's actually a video of him on one of the mattresses, like um, his hands are at his side and everything. And what's called, you see in the video that he was being taunted and was being called the N word with the hard R and was also called homophobic slurs as well. Um, We see that he's also getting shot with some BB guns and the cell phone video that was shared. Um, by Cole, shows Samarian being made to drink the, the urine cup with everybody laughing and giggling in the video. And I actually saw the the video of him having to drink the urine, and he was just, like, trying to back up and everything, and they were just forcing it onto his lips and stuff, and it had just gotten me so tight. And then um, moving on, he didn't – so he – Samarian didn't tell anybody about it when uh, – It actually happened um, because the boys had threatened him and he didn't go back to school until the week of February 22nd because of a snowstorm from the week before. Um, Back at school, he was asked by a classmate if he really drank the urine. And then Cole told CNN that Samarian didn't initially remember the alleged urine incident because the night he took um, that night he took sleep aid medication for his anxiety. The classmate then showed him the video that was being shared around the school, the attorney said. Samarian also didn't tell the principal of what happened at the sleepover until last uh, until last week when school officials were made aware of the videos according to Cole and then the school school informed the mother Um, and then yeah
1: I could imagine like that whole week in that snowstorm and I'm guessing the boy stayed at home him like suffering emotionally and physically suffering for what happened and not telling anybody like, like keeping that to himself like for a whole week Wow,
0: that's a whole psychological thing right there on another level like having to like it's just it's just hard to I, I can't even like have words for it but you know what I'm trying to yeah. say like it's just like you wouldn't think that that would happen and it happens and then it's just like how do you handle it and especially for a 13 year old kid believe it or not, some kids really don't know, like, what is common sense, and common sense is obviously not that common, but sometimes, first off, you can, in ways to help cope with an incident that has happened to us, sometimes our memories, um, our brain suppresses it, or two, it rewrites it into a completely different memory, into whatever will help us cope with it, and, um it's things like that where that's not where boys will be boys like no that's harassment and in some ways assault because I had also read that there was possible um intimate fondling that was um not consented and uh it's just not appropriate for 13 year old kids to be doing that and it's just like where are the parents you know yeah so then adding on, on the 10th, which was yesterday, the Plano Independent School District, which is where they all go to school, opened an investigation on the case with the superintendent stating "Stating incidents like this affect our whole community. I want to let our community know that the plano isd which is also an abbreviation for the school does not and will not tolerate bullying or harassment and believes every student student must be treated with dignity and respect there were also rallies and protests in the community to show their support for sumerian which he had said made him feel empowered and ready to get justice he even made a sign with the blm fist saying justice for me and it was pretty cute but that's so sad
1: that story has a lot of layers I hope the students, they get um, punished, whatever the suspension or whatever, mm-hmm. they learn from their actions and hopefully not do it against other students. Yeah. Um, hopefully they find healing in themselves. Too.
0: Yeah, for real. Because like what's going through your mind as a 13-year-old kid to think that it's funny to be doing all those things, forcing them to drink pee, calling them racist names and everything doing doing all these inappropriate things. I'm like, okay, like that's what makes you see that like all these hates of violence and all these things that are really going on in the world and how you cha- raise your kids, how you're there in your kids' lives. And even the people you allow in your kids' lives, like really affect them at such a uh, young age because this next generation that's coming up after us, they're so fast paced and they're so involved in the media that I literally had no control over my brother even seeing how george floyd died because he saw it on tiktok it's like what the heck and it's just what needs to be done because if they're doing this as young as 13 imagine what they're going to be doing once they're in high school and that's Mm -hmm. a whole other level of violence because now they're bigger they're stronger and um you you learn more you learn more and this is also not going to affect you in the moment but it's going to affect your future too like you know? And believe it or not, it's a known fact, but um, even in the moment of bullies bullies doing this, most of them are suicidal. And um, I kind of want to get into that too in another topic maybe about bullies, but a lot of bullies have been known to be suicidal. And after some time of them realizing their actions or just being too overwhelmed with their lives, um, a lot of them have been said that they were once bullies and considered suicide and it's kind of crazy because it's like all this to get to this point
1: yeah i also want to know who the hell was like supervising the sleepover like whoever was in charge of that sleepover that get together needs to be responsible like what like i understand they were 13 and 13 and you can stay home alone already (laughs) at that age but
0: (sighs) (laughs) My mother, my friend's mother is coming in saying, Okay, guys, it's time to go to bed, or at least around us with the door open or somewhere near us to see what we were doing. Okay, and it doesn't matter if you're whispering, whatever, you still need to make sure you're near kids because at that age, kids are experimenting. People think things are okay, clearly, they're not, and they think they're being quiet, but no, sometimes. Um, a parent is gonna wake up and be like I hear whispers time to go to bed do I need to separate you guys like that's just proper parenting and discipline and making sure that things are you know going Mm. along well like you stop worrying about being the cool parent in situations like that because once that happens what are you gonna feel with regret at least check up on your kids every few or so minutes even in the middle of the night see if they're sleeping okay and to make sure everybody's breathing you know so, because you're held accountable for whoever's there that also isn't your
1: kids. Yeah, since they are in your home. So, mm-hmm. that's a whole lot to unpack there. And um, we'll see what happens when the in- investigation pulls through.
0: Yeah. So, next one, Adi. Take it away.
1: Um. Yeah, we're going to end off with a positive note. We <laughs> kind of said this in our last episode, but this is the official current event. President Biden officially signs the COVID-19 relief package he was supposed to si- sign it on Friday um March 12th he did it earlier he Signed he it early because he knows this shit is ur- urgent <laughs> <laughs> so today March eleven, President Joe Biden signed the 1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill passed by the U.S. House of Representatives this approval allows stimulus checks and vaccine aid across the U.S. similar to a- we have said in our most recent episode about the stimulus check, um, providing eligible Americans up to fourteen hundred, and also extend emergency unemployment benefits. So now, that officially, that the bills pass, um, people who are eligible will get them stimmy soon. Whether you got direct deposit or the check, <laughs> direct
0: deposit. That <laughs> direct deposit be catching you at three a.m. Like, hold up. <laughs> I got you get that notification on your phone like oh deposit of more than a hundred dollars to my account it's not even payday what could it be oh a stimmy check yeah. I know Audie's hype she's been yeah
1: I didn't I didn't get the other stimmies but I'm um eligible for this one so oh I'm, not, that I'm, gonna nice. be okay. yeah.
0: I'm still crying about mm-hmm. it but that's life because I'm like damn Even next year when I am um, able to apply for a stimulus check, I can't – I'm not getting a a stimulus check. When I do file for my taxes next year independently, um, I won't even be getting the stimulus check because it's the last one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, but soon you're going to be filing independent. That's when real adulthood is going to hit. Oh, yeah.
0: But listen – I would not be complaining if that stimulus check hit me. I could I could have gotten a new car already. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> but yeah guys. So thank you for coming to this week's episode. Okay. <laughs> anyway thank you everybody for coming to listen to this week's episode whether you're watching us on youtube listening to us on apple spotify whatever it is thank you so much for listening and being with us for this last
1: hour yeah so thank you all for listening um if you're watching on youtube make sure to like comment subscribe um if you're watching if you're listening on apple Podcasts even rating and um Guys, like a video as well, if you can. And we'll catch you all in the next episode next week. All right, bye, guys. Bye.